Hello and welcome back to my podcast. This is Chase Lovelace. I know it's been ages since I've posted to it. Let me get on here and see how long it's been. Um, so yeah, a lot has changed. I'm just on here recording a quick announcement for this. Um, basically, I've rebranded twice and I haven't even posted a single podcast in that time. Okay, let me look at the uh, uh, podcast last podcast was June 21st. Man, it's been a couple of months. Um, okay, so here's the announcement. This podcast is now going to be called Rebuilding Christendom. And what I'm doing on this podcast is, let me just read my most recent couple of um, um, posts. Um, all right, yeah. So happy August. Uh, This month, I want to start focusing on what could be the future of this blog. Spoiler alert, it will be. Something I've come to realize about myself over the past couple of years um, that has only become more clear on my journey through and into the Catholic faith is how little I know about, well, anything related to history, literature, art, the West in general. Pardon me. Um, the more I learn, the less I feel like I know. That's not a bad thing, sure, but it's really made me think. Uh, The society we live in has a history spanning at least 3,000 years, and well more if you include, like, the Old Testament of Scripture, the founding of Judaism, um, that kind of thing. Um, So starting with ancient Greek and Roman thought is uh, about uh, 3,000 years. Uh, God brought about a new covenant, and throughout the last 2,000 years, it's been the church that he established that has guided our history. That being said, the society we live in now looks nothing like it did before the 20th century. A lot has changed. We live as though history is dead, if as, uh, as if we are more advanced in every conceivable way, and old ideas or those Western roots mean nothing. I think these concepts have pr- been proven to be incorrect and harmful. New paganism is on the rise. The West seems to be crumbling, and everyone is worse off in terms of morality and fulfillment than at any point in those two millennia. History is dead, and the 20th century killed it. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. The early church, there are a lot of people being martyred for their faith, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, the height of our civilization in terms of human flourishing is not this, is not this era. Okay, so um, I've been thinking, what can I do about it? Well, I don't know, but I know where I can start. I've been working to identify a list of books and study that I can follow across Western civilization for a week or two now, uh, because I do want to learn and grow, and in a sense help contribute to reviving the West, or restoring Christendom, um, at least in my small everyday life. Um, So where do I start? Well, I have an idea of some of the books I want to read. Um, yeah, and then in the rest of this article, I go through, like, some ideas, like, for, for history, I found a good, or I was recommended a good series called Rebuilding, or, uh, uh, what was it, The Foundation, the, oh, I don't remember, where is it, something about Christendom, uh, The Founding of Christendom, it's, like, the six-part historical work, and then, like, literature, Iliad, Odyssey, Theogony, Divine Comedy, Moby Dick, Monte Cristo, Hamlet, Canterbury Tales, which, um, I've heard might be sexually explicit, so I might not read that one. Anyway, you get the idea. Philosophy would be Plato, Virgil, Aristotle, Aurelius, Socrates, um, art and architecture, Christian and church thought, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, here's the plan. I want to write about my experiences, thoughts, reactions, analyses, and whatever else on this blog, and would love to interact with the readers, too. Perhaps we can all read this together. I don't know.
well, I do know now. This was prior to that. Um, first, I intend to pick up a book that was recommended to me called How to Read a Book by Adler and Doran, which I did actually pick up and decided against um, in in my next so in my next blog um, post. I'll be discussing why I choose not to read that one. So I'm three blog posts behind the most um, recent one. So the most recent one was released today. So yeah, I'm just trying to formulate what's been going on and where I'm going with this podcast and uh, blog and everything. All right. Finally, lastly. Um, ultimately, I have given the name of this blog slash newsletter a lot of thought, um, and I think I'm going to change it. Um, all right, so let me just move on to the next one. So that was, um, that was my Western heritage. All right, the next article of note that will lend us, uh, toward, you know, knowing what's going on is, um, the article called Start Your Coffee. I guess I'm a book club now. Okay, y'all, it's official. Uh, shortly I will start on a journey through the West. Her history, arts, philosophy, and more. I hope you will follow along as I read, discuss, react, and analyze our heritage. This project has been all I've been excited about for a while, and I'm really looking forward to it. Now I'm kind of nervous, you know, because I've announced it, but <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes. Originally I was going to start the project by reading How to Read a Book by Mortimer J. Adler, and Charles Van Doren, Doren. But after doing some research into their personal lives, as well as the content of the book itself, I decided I better not use them or this book as the framework for my studies. My original goal in picking a book of this nature before I started reading the works of the West was to come up with some tools to recall what I read, as well as get the most out of a book possible. I have the problem of reading a book, then instantly forgetting what I read, and effectively wasting the time it took to read the book in the first place. So I thought that How to Read a Book might have been able to help. Well, what now? I still have this need, but I don't have any good options as far as tools to use in my journey. I did some research last night, and I found some very simple advice from Jordan B. Peterson. His three-step tool to understand what your eyes are surfing over is simple yet seemingly very effective. It's a three-step process. Read, think, write. Basically, read a, read for a bit, understand the concept, and then go through it and try to uh, get to a point. Go through it, think through it, and try to get to a point where you can articulate it to yourself without using the same words. Then finally, write that concept out. I've been doing this today with a book I'm reading, uh, and it seems to be actually helping a lot. Yeah, um, now it's been a couple days of me trying out this technique on um, a defense of the faith, the Catholic controversy by um, St. Francis de Sales. And, I mean, yeah, I've written all over the pages of the book trying to um, articulate exactly what he's saying, but it really does seem to be helping. I'm grasping the information a lot better. So, yeah, basically, um, um, yeah, I'm in. I'll just go ahead and tell you a little bit of what I'm reading in St. Francis de Sales. Um, I'm holding the book right here, so it's not like I'm doing it by heart, but... Um, in his general introduction, he's, he opens by saying he wishes he could do this uh, in a spoken way because spoken word is more effective than written word. Um, and then he gives this um, scripture um, from Paul. Uh, how shall they believe him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Faith that cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And then he says, my best chance would have been to have uh, to be heard, in lack of which... This writing will not be without good results. So then he comes up with four reasons this is a good thing. Uh, the first being that um, he's got no he's got no other choice. 
It'll carry to your houses what you will not receive at your house or at our meetings. The second was that um, th he ran into the sentiment that they wanted him to, like, speak to their minister, speak to their minister, who um, these people are Calvinist uh, Protestants. So um, he was like, well... You're just telling me to go speak to your minister and you believe wholeheartedly that I'll just start trembling in my boots because my, my beliefs are wrong. Well, um, now you can take this pamphlet to your minister um, since you won't hear me yourselves. His third reason would be um, that um, writing gives more leisure for consideration than voice does. So, like, you're not pressured into feeling like you're in a debate setting. You just read it, consider it, work through it on your own time, as I'm doing with this book. Then finally, he said that um, it will be seen that I deny a thousand impieties, which are attributed to Catholics. So basically, he wants to have his work um, be able to be held up to the t actual teachings of the church and prove that he's not like um, giving them a false Catholicism, if that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, and then he goes on and talks about um, how he's no expert in writing, but here he goes, basically. And then he says... Um, uh, that his enthusiasm demonstrates his devotion to um, these people's spiritual well-beings because um, he's gone through so much to get there, uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying this book, um, reading, uh, kind of writing um, summaries of each paragraph or whatever in very short terms is has been really helpful for me. So, uh, I'm going to just attempt with this strategy to do this writing pro reading project. Pardon me. Um, yeah. Um, now, I do still have the book, How to Read a Book. So, what can I do with it? Well, this is where it's kind of awesome. In uh, the Appendix A of this book comes a reading list, much along the lines I'd attempted to put together myself for the last several weeks. From Homer through Greek and Roman literature, historical and philosophical thought, through Augustine, Aquinas in the Middle Ages, across Luther's Revolution, and all the way up to Solzhenitsyn. Oh, I don't know how to say that. Solzhenitsyn, Solzhenitsyn, including Dostoevsky, Nietzsche, and more. I will make adjustments here and there, of course, as I feel the need. But most, uh, for the most part, I think that this might be serve as a good foundation for reading. Honestly, I might consider reading. Um, the how to read a book anyway if it weren't for the reviews i saw online like on goodreads which suggested that it was more intent on describing techniques for analyzing nonfiction than it was uh techniques on how to get the most out of any book such as literature poetry stuff like that uh so the six dollars i spent for this book um has not gone um has not been completely lost because i have a really great a appendix um, another personal concern I mentioned in the last post. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to go through that. Um, I've decided what resource to use for this. studying the early church too. Oh, yes, yes, this is good. I wanted to go through some of the early church, some of the early heresies, and some of the early resolutions, stuff like that, along my history journey, because um, all history stems from, you know, Christianity um, in the West. So anyway... Um, I picked up a book some months ago from Catholic Supply in hopes of learning more about the early church, and I'm not even certain just what about this book caught my eye, but it seems like it'll do the job perfectly for this project. It's called The Fathers of the Church, 3rd Edition, An Introduction to the First Christian Teachers by Mike Aquileta. It seems to cover a wide array of the early church period. 
this should really be beneficial. I will figure it out. I, f I will figure out when I want to start reading this and go from there. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Um, and then the, the big announcement, I guess. Um, finally, I think that this project being the primary focus of, my, of the blog going forward deserves to be the headline of the blog itself. I still want to learn how to write good stories and all that, and I may post them on this substack eventually, um, or create another one just for my original stories. I don't know. But in thinking about my main mission for uh, this moment, I came up with a new name again. Yeah, I know. This is like a fourth rebranding, right? Well, I've come up... I've decided to go with Rebuilding Christendom. That's what I'd like to call the newsletter for, for now. Um, so it's definitely a deep desire of mine, and I've gone into the concept in general in other posts, but we're not living in the better part of history as it relates to human flourishing. And I'm not talking about tech or cars or even all of the internet. I'm talking about virtue and vice and the philosophical ideas that run the world. And a little bit the internet, mostly social media and content. Anyway, moving into the future without the structures of mind and soul that were built in the last... One more time. Anyway, moving into the future without the structures of mind and soul that were built in the last 2,000 years doesn't bold well. 20th century thought sought to destroy the church, but the gates of hell will not prevail. What does that mean? That Christendom will be built once again. So I want to contribute in a small way to do that. Uh, oh, period. To do that, I need to understand my heritage. Uh, yada, yada, yada. All right. Now on to the most recent article, which I just did today. Unofficial Western Reading List. Hello, friends. As we gear up to start reading together on Wednesday, I have some messages indicating that I've been a bit unclear. On top of that, I've neglected to post the entire reading list. This wasn't entirely by accident. I have, haven't wanted to commit to something that might get changed later, um, but really that it might change later isn't a reason not to post it and get the skeletal structure clearly defined. So, as I stated previously, I intend to base the reading list off of the one I found in Appendix A of How to Read a Book, um, even though I do not intend to actually read that book. I have tweaked it some, too, as it has some gaps, and I want to add works by the saints and the church uh, in the list as well. If anyone has any additional book suggestions, please reach out. I'm in no way considering this as exhaustive or myself as knowledgeable enough to be able to post a complete list. Uh, so, yeah, this list is long. It's like 116 uh, authors. Half of those authors have more than one book. Some have multiple. Many have just one. So, yeah, I'll just, uh, I won't I won't list every one um, on this podcast. You can go online and take a look at it. But it starts with Homer's Iliad and Odyssey. And then someone called Ace, Ace Kylus, Ace Kalus. I don't know. He wrote something called Tragedies. Sophocles also wrote tra Tragedies. Euripides also wrote a tra Tragedies. So we'll, all, we'll do all those. And then before Euripides, I'm going to read Herodotus's history. So obviously lots of Greek and, Greek and Western stuff. And then down through Cicero, other people, Virgil, uh, Livy, A History of Rome, Plutarch, Tacitus. I'll be reading Marcus Aurelius. That'll be nice. And then... The 21st book in this list is Mike Aquilina's The Fathers of the Church, 3rd Edition, An Introduction to the First Christian Teacher. So going through that will be able to enlighten us as to the uh, early church and some of the heresies and stuff like that. And then the Aeneids by Plotinus, St. Augustine after that, St. Benedict, Beowulf, St. Anselm of Canterbury, A Song of Roland, the Nibelungenide. I don't know, <laughs> it's it's some um, epic poem from Germany. Uh, sounds cool. And then and then 29th will be a, a book by Steve Weidenkopf, 
who was actually born 1974. And this is a secondary source going over the Crusades. And this book is called The Glory of the Crusades. Um, and then St. Thomas Aquinas and Peter Kreeft after that. Um, now I say in Peter Kreeft because the book in question is a summa of the summa. So St. Thomas Aquinas's Summa Theologica is like a, an entire degree by itself. That's why some people are called Thomists because uh, he just this this mad lad wrote like crazy. So uh, we're going to read a summa of the summa. We're not going to read the summa itself. And then we've got Francis Petrarch's sonnets, Boccaccio's Decameron, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, maybe depending on the sexual content. Uh, Machiavelli's The Prince, Erasmus, Christian Humanism, and Henry VIII and the Reformation. Yeah, all the way through the Reformation, we're even going to read some some Luther, um, John Calvin, etc. So yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this. It goes all the way through. Uh, we're going to get through William Shakespeare's stuff, uh, John Locke, John Baptiste Racine, Daniel Defoe. And then a little on down the line will be... Um, John Jay slash James Madison slash Alexander Hamilton. So we'll be reading Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Articles of Confederation, and the Federalist Papers. Yeah, so this is just going to be a whole sweeping, wide, giant journey across the last 2,000 years. Now, a couple things to note. This um, project is going to be pro-Catholic. Um, you know, you hear people talk about wanting a non-biased um, view of history, and I maintain that that has never existed and that doesn't exist now. It's either going to be a pro-Catholic or an anti-Catholic type of research, right? Um, every history book ever is Catholic, Protestant, or or some derivative of Protestantism like atheist or something wacky uh, like that, you know? So, um, so yeah. That's all I'll say about that for the time being, I suppose. Um, yeah, the, uh, I look forward to this and then I've already, yeah, okay. So 20th century, 20, yeah, 20th century people on here are like John Steinbeck, John Paul Sartor, C.S. Lewis, St. Faustina, which will be fun. Uh, William Golding, Albert Camus, uh, St. J.P. Two, Harper Lee, stuff like that. I'm going to flesh out that 20th century, um, reading and I each I actually already have more authors to add um to the list. So um yeah that'll be good. Now a few things I omitted from this list um are like some of the sciences, some people like Newton or um earlier scientists, um Hippocrates, I think that's his name, Hippocrates, I don't know. That guy. Um yeah, I'm omitting a lot of that um scientific stuff because um I'm not a scientist. And I, I mean, I, after this, I wouldn't mind going through it, but it, it just doesn't seem to be as interesting. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be omitting it. I don't know, but the list is already 125 books long and still counting. So we'll just see what happens. Anyway, that's, that's what we're doing. So Wednesday, I'm assigning the reading, um, on my blog for, or I'll at least, Maybe I shouldn't say I'm assigning the reading, but I'll be posting what I intend to read. Um, 95% sure it'll be um, for the following week. Book one of the Iliad of Homer, which is super duper short in um, relatively speaking, of course. Um, yeah, I want to start light and then go from there. Um, yeah, I've got a copy of the book right here and it's uh, 27 pages long.
uh, 26 pages long for book one of Iliad. And then um, on a note on that, I'm reading the Richmond Lattimore um, translation of Iliad, which is not the more popular one. The more popular one, as far as um, I've researched, is um, Rus, R-O-U-S-E. Now, you can read either one. Um, I'll try not to base my readings on book pages. Um, I don't know if the the lines will be uh, the same. So, like, line 310 of my copy of the Odyssey is that the hecatomb for the god and Chryseus of the fair cheeks, um, continuing, leading her by the hand, and in charge went crafty Odysseus. So, anyway... Uh, you know what I mean, like the lines of the poem. I don't know if they'll be the same across both translations, but we'll see what happens. I looked, I quite look forward to it. I got this copy of Iliad secondhand at Sabres, and opening it up, I found um, um, a lot of penciled underlining, but uh, that doesn't bother me personally. I'll, I will likely be um, uh, summarizing what I'm reading just the same as I was with the St. Francis of Sales book, so I look forward to that. All right, well, that's all I've got for now. Um, I'll, I'll be posting um, more of these podcasts, just talking about my breakdown of what, what we're reading and stuff like that based on my newsletter. So, yeah, there we go. All right, well, this has been um, Rebuilding Christendom. We'll be starting uh, next week sometime. And I look forward to getting back into the podcast. I know it's been a crazy long time. I don't even know if I have any listeners on it anyway, but hey, it's fun. All right, I'll talk to you all uh, later next week.